0: Welcome to the special hard-rocking edition of the Meetings Today podcast. I'm New York City-based senior contributor Jeff Heilman, sitting here at the hard rock, Cafe, Ca- hard rock Cafe Times Square with Jim Allen, who is chairman of Hard Rock International and CEO of Seminole Gaming. Jim, welcome and thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for having interest
0: in Hard Rock. Absolutely. Well, I know you are a very hands-on, hardworking working leader. Uh, we're here today to talk about two blockbuster grand openings just on the horizon in your South Florida market, mm-hmm. so it's, and we'll talk about that and we'll also talk about from a meetings and conventions perspective, so what do we have to look forward to in October of this year?
1: Well, today, you know, we announced the grand opening of the expansions of Hard Rock Hollywood and Hard Rock Tampa. This is a $2.2 billion expansion, really headlined by the guitar-shaped hotel in Hollywood, Florida. It's the world's first building that's actually designed and constructed almost 500 feet um, in the authentic shape of a guitar. So very, very unique. Don't want to forget about Tampa because Tampa is the most successful casino in the United States. Actually a large room expansion, retail amenities, and meeting in some convention space there also. So these are, these are are there are seven Seminole or Hard Rock Seminole
0: properties in just in South Florida. Uh, there's actually two Hard Rocks and five other properties, but two of the seven are branded Hard Rock. All right, so I know that uh, as a company you've done a fantastic job uh diversifying beyond your core gaming piece Mm -hmm. meetings and conventions is a big part of that Mm -hmm. And it sounds like we have a great deal of of space and unique amenities and services about the properties
1: yeah you know uh, we certainly recognize the importance especially when you look at midweek business you know to try to you know compete in the space with groups and meetings and business leaders and black tie events and all those type things which frankly we've had a lot of success in it was probably one of my mistakes back in 2001, because candidly, we could have doubled the size of the meeting space in Hollywood back then. We opened with only like 25,000, 30,000 square feet. Obviously, this expansion, you know, accelerates us to over 150,000 square feet, and frankly, we could be over 175,000 square feet, depending on how do we utilize all the assets and the pools, et cetera. So the,
0: the, the active, the watchword today for meeting planners and delegates is unique experiences. And at the press conference here this morning, you showcased the Oculus. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Rockwell designed the mm-hmm. same team as the Bellagio Fountains also. Yes, WET out of uh, California. Los Angeles. California. And, and this is, you know, just seeing the video, this is an experience apart.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we certainly understand, and I myself, you know, certainly attend certain groups and meetings and speak at different conferences. You know, the question is, can you create something where the guest... Has the ability to do something than just stay in their room, yes. you know. After the daily meetings are over, you know, we're not looking to create in, an environment where they can't focus on business. But certainly, you know, if there's a cocktail party at a pool, create retail experiences, great culinary offerings. Those things are very important to us. You add that into all the architecture, you know, of these complexes it's more than staying at a traditional New York or Chicago city hotel. And then certainly no disrespect to that segment of the marketplace. We're just putting ourselves in a different category.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you are hard rock is synonymous with entertainment, with excitement, with experience, Mm -hmm. and that's on the horizon. So the grand opening dates are Uh,
1: in Hollywood, we're looking at October 24th and I'm going to get all my dates right. And in Tampa, we were looking at October 4th. So, um, you know, when we think about the experience, you know, Hard Rock is obviously a brand of entertainment, but keep in mind, it's the only company in in our space that has an investment grade rating. So we're very focused on finance. We're very focused on margins and business. And we obviously incorporate that into, you know, all of our segments with our meeting planners. Absolutely. So.
0: Uh, congratulations on those two of those others i know sacramento is coming in october too but if i may jim take you back uh, two years ago last month atlantic city new jersey you're from new jersey Mm
1: -hmm. your
0: career began in atlantic city actually where you were on stage with little stevie van Zandt and politicians and others announcing hard rock international's investment in the transformation of taj mahal Mm -hmm. That has opened? Yes, it has. I was there a month ago. It's it's fantastic. Thank you. So, from that day forward, what do you, what do you see has happened now for the property and Atlantic City? I,
1: you know, I, I think it's um, it's another example. You know, I always say some people talk about it, some people have excuses, and some people get it done. Um, a lot of people get up and they make promises, and frankly, the product doesn't deliver. Um, I can humbly say I think that what we did with the old Taj Mahal converting into hard rock is truly one of the more amazing stories in the last 30 years in our industry because nobody thought it was possible. Nobody thought we would do any business. We had all the naysayers there was, and frankly, immediately, you know, we ended up at number two in the market in table games, and we've been bouncing three or four in slots. You know, it took Brigada almost two and a half years to get the number one in slots, so we're moving very quickly, and we're incredibly excited about how well the product has been received by the general public. The entertainment lineup is as good as Atlantic City has ever seen. Nothing's even close to it. Um, you know, Hard Rock Live at the Edison Arena is just constantly headliner. I mean, last weekend, Kenny Chesney, I mean, you just couldn't move in the building, you know. So whether it's Tim McGraw or Lionel Richie or Bon Jovi, I mean, the list just goes on and on. And we're really excited about it. It's a business, and it's Atlantic City. And back to the conservative side of our organization, margins are important, you know. So certainly working out. You know the opening challenges that go with any four million square foot building um you know we it's amazing we renovated it as quickly as we did but we're really excited about um this upcoming summer at the jersey shore absolutely and it's the
0: same experience as you approach you've got the 60 foot giant replica guitar Now, in Florida, of course, you're going to have one that's 500 feet tall. Correct. And I guess that'll be viewable from the airplanes.
1: It already is. And frankly, if you fly into the Fort Lauderdale Airport right now, you can see it. Um, Make no mistake, when we positioned the building, we took um, many things... Um, in that philosophy so we looked at the arrival patterns of airplanes we looked at being able to view the Miami skyline and obviously the placement of all the different amenities on the site itself but you can 100% see that building um, from the the approach as you uh, land in Fort Lauderdale What most people don't realize is it is an 8G TV screen also and the lasers on top of the building go 20,000 feet into the night So, unfortunately, I didn't mention that in our briefing. We'll have to make sure that's in all of our press kits. But there's nothing like it in the world. No, there isn't. And and really
0: since day one, um, when I was at the Atlantic City property property recently, I was very fortunate to meet uh, Jeff Nolan, who is one of your historians of Music and Memorabilia. And And we talked about... The selection of the memorabilia for a given property in a given location mm-hmm. and the thing that he said sort of the is the over overarching idea is that we give our guests uh, a story and memories correct and that's really what this company is about uh, as you approach your 50th anniversary of the 1971 opening it's about connections and, and if i may very quickly share personally we moved to london in 1970 and we used to love in search of the good american hamburger because it wasn't Wimpy hamburgers were just that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Morton, son of Artie Morton, the late Chicago restaurateur, sure. uh, Playboy Club, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, his pre-business, before Hard Rock, before Isaac, was something called the Great American Disaster. Mm-hmm. So that was the first touch. Then, 71, it opened on Park Lane. I'll never forget as a kid going in there. The music, the hamburgers, the guitars. Pete Townsend, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, you still work with on philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Pete Towns is still on the road. So it's about stories. Later, I worked for a law firm. We used to bust Hard Rock Cafe counterfeiters. Mm. So it, it's about those memories. Mm-hmm. So here we are, 48 years later, uh, an amazing brand. I think one of the most recognizable in the world. Uh, there was a survey in Europe recently. It's second most recognized behind the Rolling Stones tongue. Right. That's pretty significant. Right. What, are the core, what core values and strengths
1: keep this company the uh, going and as relevant today as it was ever? I think a couple things. Um, when we were a licensee um, and that deal was signed with Rank back in late 2000, um, we certainly felt the brand was amazing, but we candidly felt that it was losing its way a little bit. So to me, it was important to bring back love all, serve all, save the planet, all as one. Those mottos... Take time to be kind, that were created by Isaac and Peter, are still with us today. You talk about the memorabilia in Jeff. You know, Hard Rock used to just put a little New Hermes, little plaque. And that was it. You right. know, Now we're writing stories. Under our ownership, we've said, look, I, if we have a piece of memorabilia, I want to educate the world on this particular piece or this particular period in the history of music. And that's not just, God bless the Rolling Stones and the tongue, right? But that's all walks of music. And frankly, I think in the early days... Prior to our ownership, maybe the brand lost its way a little bit there. Um, But I think now we're back stronger than ever. As far as memory, I certainly remember my first time coming to New York City, you know, up on 57th Street and, um, you know, waiting in line like everyone else. You know, a a compliment to one of our previous CEOs, Hamish Dodds. Hamish actually was the person who moved it from 57th tier to this location. And obviously, just been, you know, this is the busiest restaurant in New York City. We're sitting in. Nothing's busier in New York City than the Hard Rock. So, you know, we're proud of a lot of things. There's a lot of history. 45,000 employees around the world contributing to our success. And we're just fortunate to have the opportunity to, to continue to grow. Like you said, music is the universal language. 100%. Right, and you've got
0: 245 Hard Rock branded venues in 75 countries? Correct. So that's truly global.
1: Correct. That's truly a language. Correct. When we when we purchased the company, I think the Hard Rock was only in 37 or 38 companies. So, you know, we really have focused on expanding. It's once again, it, it's a thanks to the uh, Seminole Tribe and the Tribal Council Because our gaming business, which I'm, you know, separate company I run, has been very, very successful. So we're allowed to continue to reinvest in the brand to shore up, you know, frankly, some of the things that maybe did get a little wobbly. Um, If you taste the new burger, it's just amazing. We've entered it into three contests and we've won all three, right? We're going to continue to do that all summer. But when you talk about a real authentic steak burger... You know frankly when we purchased the company the burgers had been frozen the buns were frozen and we've changed all that everything is fresh you know and it's a mix of sirloin brisket obviously chuck you know and i won't give you all the secrets but it's it's really a world-class product now the chicken breasts are back to being fresh nothing frozen salads are chopped in the stores and really focusing on quality and that's important it is it's about leadership and so to finish here, talking about the Seminole
0: tribe of Florida, it's been 12 years since they outbid 72 other suitors for all of the assets under the hard rock uh, umbrella. That's mm-hmm. right. So 12 years later, they
1: bring a very distinct set of values to the equation. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Listen, I'm so fortunate to work with the tribe and there's 800 and plus Native American federally recognized tribes in the United States. But when you look at gaming, right, when you look at the unconquered Seminoles, they're the only tribe in North America, right, so not just here in the United States, but also Canada, that never signed a peace treaty, right, they are unconquered, the The individuals that are sitting here with us today, their ancestors fought wars hundreds of years ago, and the United States of America was never able to defeat or or declare victory, so that in itself is amazing. When you think about, you know, gaming in the United States, roughly a 60 billion dollar industry, there's now more wagers happening in Native American casinos just by a couple tenths of one percent. Right. It was all started with the Seminole Tribe back in 1979. So, you know, going out and buying hard rock when I'm obviously the person who came up with the idea and led the transaction, but they clearly could have said no. Um, they were 100% uh, amazed that we even had the opportunity, and, and clearly we prevailed. And that's a great, you know, memory for all of us, not just from a business standpoint, but to show that a Native American con- tribe can compete with any company or private equity fund in the world. Per- something pretty historic. It is. It's a remarkable business
0: story, in every which way. So. Thank you. I mean, truly, love all, serve all, Jim.
1: Thank you for having us. We truly uh, love the history. Pretty unique. You know, You know, the Hard Rock brand and Hanukkah t-shirts were the most plagiarized brands in the world for one period, you know? And now I think we've got four or five people. That's all they do all day long is stopping people from trying to plagiarize our brand. So interesting to hear some of your history with that because it's real. Oh, that was, I mean, five blocks from here, very quickly, uh, I went in with you, uh, Federal Marshals. I
0: went in as the decoy. And these guys come in guns drawn. That's a real memory from the 80s. There you go.
1: God uh, bless the hard rock brand. You bet. Okay. Cheers, Jim. Thank Thank you you. very much.
0: Cheers to you. Uh, Thanks for joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Check out the podcast section on meetingstoday.com for a wealth of other broadcasts featuring some of the dynamic, rockin' personalities and thought leaders in the meetings industry.